Hey all, Josh here. If you'd like to contact me with your questions and or comments, please feel free to message me on Instagram at joshmatthews3867. I'm easy to find. Okay, so here we go. Episode 1 of my new podcast. I love styling heads. Everybody remembers seeing at least once in their life a Barbie head on a platter that had little makeup sets and hairbrushes. But did you know that styling heads originally started in the late 1700s in France? They were usually full wax busts of women and they had rooted human hair. The hairdressers could do the hair and put the bust in the window so women could see the latest hairstyles. I thought that was absolutely amazing. Don't quote me on the actual era. This is just what I found from doing my own research through my books and through the internet. But that's the earliest I could find. Well, jump ahead a few hundred years to what I have found to be the first sighting of a styling head in an old 1967 Sears catalog. And it was a styling head made by Horseman Dolls. And it is a styling head that used a Princess Peggy head mold, which is a PlayPal type doll, doll head. And this thing, her hair is so thickly rooted, it's almost like actual human hair. And these things were so much fun. They came with six curlers, three alligator clips, and these really great brushes that you do not get anymore. Anyway, it just provided hours of play. You could wash the hair, you could set it. They even came with play setting solution, which I think was just like powdered ha hairspray. But then you move ahead a few years and you have Mattel entering the market. And they introduced us to a Barbie styling head that had also growing hair. But the growing hair for the Barbie styling head was done with a pull string. And you only got maybe three or four inches worth of hair it's good it's it's cute she has a vintage style look to her face and she has a pink base that is pretty wide open so you can store her hairbrush and her comb and her little compact full of makeup the makeup was absolutely terrible it's this really thick oily makeup that was meant for the doll and the little girl could wear it too but i wouldn't recommend it and she was very she had fake lashes you could put on lipstick blush the whole thing you could even curl her hair without using boiling water i loved it and then you jump ahead a year or so and they come out with superstar barbie and superstar christie styling heads now the superstar christie styling head that came out in 1977 is definitely a grail item for me i would love love to find one but when I have found them, I'm just not comfortable paying several hundred dollars for it, even though she's absolutely gorgeous. Now, those two were absolutely beautiful. They had rooted eyelashes. They had that classic Barbie face and were just stunning. The Christie, of course, was her base was done in yellow and Superstar Barbie's was done in this really deep Tiffany blue color. And she, they each had hair that went down to what would be their shoulders. And you could also curl it. Although it was a little difficult to curl, they just said you had to wet the hair, curl it, let it dry, and it would curl. The curlers were 
crappy, let's just be honest. They would just end up causing nothing but nightmares and knots. And then, right after that, they had, in 1978, Golden Dream Barbie Styling Head. Now, this one was the most luxurious styling head Mattel had done at the time. She had quick curl hair, which was a pain in the butt to use, um, especially if you're trying to restore it, because it just goes everywhere, and it's impossible to style. But this thing was gorgeous. She had a beautiful white and gold base. She came with a ton of jewelry, accessories, even these big gaudy sunglasses you could slip on, earrings, makeup, everything. That was the very first one I ever saw, and I fell in love with it. I wasn't allowed to touch it because it was my cousin's, and she, she tortured me with it. She had it done up, and it bothered me because it wasn't the way I wanted it to look. She had it done up like a kid would do it, very messy. But I wanted to play with that thing so bad, and I was not allowed to. <laughs> oh well. And then we move on to one of my favorite styling heads, which is from a company called Palatoy in England. They, make these, um, they made these amazing styling heads called Girls World, and they were pretty much life-size heads with a neck and like a clavicle. And they had suction cup bases so they could really stick to a table. You could use real makeup on them, not oil-based, but they came with makeup, but you could use your mom's makeup. They came with curlers these really great hairbrushes and really thick rooted hair. I have the blonde and the brunette version. The brunette is the rarer to find and the blonde is the most common. I would have loved it if they've done a redhead. But these things are absolutely amazing. Plus they have a grow hair mechanism like the earlier Barbie one, except this one is more like Chrissy. You push a little button on the side of her base and you pull the ponytail out and then you have about seven inches of extra hair. So you could do long falls or updos. The, the options of hairstyle is pretty much unlimited with these Palatoy Girls World styling heads. They are near impossible to find here in the United States. I have been lucky enough to find them on eBay for an amazing price with their boxes. Granted, it took about two months altogether for both of them to get here, and one of them is currently up in curlers on my work area. I love these girls. They are so cool. You should definitely check them out. Another one I have is Buffy from the Family Affair TV show from the 70s. Now this is one of the rarest heads I have. They were done in 1977. No, I'm sorry, 1976. And they were done at they were released the same year the TV show was canceled and the popularity had really dropped off. So there were not a lot of them sold, but they're still randomly found. But they are very rare. Now this one had inset glass or glass-like eyes. She had really long blonde hair. And quite honestly, the packaging of it is hysterical. It has a, the doll next to the actress whose name I cannot pronounce. She, her name's like Anise something. Sorry, I can't remember her name. But the styling head on the box shows her looking like a normal girl on one side and on the split side she's done up, honestly, looks like a hooker from an old 70s movie. It's hysterical. And it's supposed to be this little girl. 
and it came with curlers and this really weird makeup that you had to get wet in order to use it's more like paint she also came with false eyelashes a whole bunch of hair accessories sunglasses she was a pretty big set honestly and the whole thing is probably a good 13 inches tall and it's really awesome. It's one of my most favorite ones. And most people think she kind of looks like Carrie White from the movie Carrie. But I absolutely adore her. And then I also have the Mego Cher styling head. Farrah Fawcett styling head. Cher is extremely hard to find. But she is very pretty. She looks just like Cher did in the 70s. Except for some reason, they gave her shoulder length hair when Cher had super long hair. I thought mine had been cut, but I've done a lot of research, and nope, her hair's just short. It's really odd, I don't know why they did that. And I absolutely love her. Cher's one of my favorite people, and I love, I have Cher dolls, and I have the Cher head, and this one was done also in 1977, along with the Farrah Fawcett, and they were done by the company called Mego Toys. They also did a line called Candy, C-A-N-D-I, and the Candy styling head was a little bit bigger than the Farrah and the Cher because she came with a ton of accessories. You could color her hair, you could color it blue, pink, red, and I think you could dye it brown as well, and you could wash it out. It was this liquid dye probably stained everything she also came with these weird face shields that you would put on and that and it would like basically stencil on candy's makeup now the downside of these candy styling heads is i don't know if the plastic they used for her head was actually like chemically treated but they tend to turn this really ghostly white color Meanwhile, the hair just turns into one congealed, like, melted piece, and she's really hard to work on. I don't have one yet, but someday I will. She's very odd, but actually really cool. I like, I love dolls that are interactive like that. Not so much with batteries, but you could actually get a lot of play out of her. One of my other favorites I happen to have is called Pose Me Pretty Barbie, and she was a large styling head that came out in 1984. I'm sorry, 1985. And she had a dial on the side of her base that when you turned it, it would make her head turn just, you know, from side to side. Or you can go full Linda Blair and just give that thing a real big whirl and make her head whip around, which I do sometimes just because it makes me laugh. This is a very unorthodox podcast, I have to say. I'm just rambling on, and I'm so sorry. I'm going to get better at this. <laughs> and another styling head that I have, also from, I believe, 1986. And she was made by a company called Goliath, I believe that their name is. And she was called Cutting Pretty... Yeah, Baby Cutting Pretty. But this one's supposed to look more like a teenager. The original doll they made looked like a toddler and she had a big old hole in the top of her head and you could refill her head with this, these yarn hair packets. You could either get it in blonde, red, or brown. And it was this really th stringy yarn, really thick, a huge pain in the butt. And the styling head looks more like a teenage girl and she also has these yarn 
hair insets. I have a blonde and a redhead uh, hair hair plugs for her. I don't have either of them in her because honestly you can't do anything with it. It's just yarn. You can't curl it. You can't style it. You can put it inside of the head, pull it out, and then you just have a ton of yarn hair that you're supposed to just cut and style, but you can't do anything with it. She's kind of a useless doll, honestly. A useless styling head and a useless doll. All you can do is give her, like, cut her hair, give her bangs, boom, you're done. Pretty pointless, but she's really rare to find, and I'm lucky enough to have one, and I love her. Um, yeah, I know it was a short episode. Um, I'm going to get better at this. I may redo this podcast depending on how people like it. Um, so yeah, if you have any questions, if you have anything that you want to show me or have questions about, find my Instagram, Josh Matthews 3867 and you could message me. Send me pictures of dolls that you want me to identify and then maybe talk about on air. Feel free to send me messages and ask me questions, and I'll do my best to answer them. The next podcast I'm going to be working on is going to be about audio animatronic talking toys. And everybody remembers Teddy Ruxpin and all those other spin-off toys that came from Teddy Ruxpin. And we're going to delve into that part of doll and toy history because I know a lot more about that I am self-taught I'm not a professional so yeah feel free and I'll do my very best to help out anyone I can I also if you have doll repair questions feel free to ask me those and I will answer everything to my best of my knowledge and I hope I hope you guys enjoy it and I hope I hear from everybody Um, Thank you for listening. Thank you for spending your time with me. Thank you for spending these 14 plus minutes with me. And yeah, feel free to ask me anything and I will be back later.